today, everybody, we have America's favorite teacher, Zuleika, is in the building. Um, so she and I actually go back so long, but we're not going to get into the embarrassing stories of what she knows. She does have a Rolodex of what can ruin my life, but she's going to keep it to herself today because she promised. Um, <laughs> so, Zuleika, how are you? Uh, I'm good. How about you, Colin? Good. Um, first, before we go into anything else, what did you study in school to, uh, in the past? Like, what did you study? So I um, pretty much focus with education, but it's called interdisciplinary studies, um, and specifically fourth through eighth grade education. And I minored with like English as a second language. Um, so just kind of focusing with the English language population, because we do have a lot of that in San Antonio. So that's what I pretty much did undergrad. And now I'm doing uh, my master's in educational leadership and policies okay. with a uh, critical pedagogy focus. I don't know what that is. That was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it basically just means I teach with the frame in mind that I focus with social justice and focus with like equity in mind. So like not so much just being like everyone gets taught this way, but like looking more at how like the different systems in place kind of impact the children. Come on, hometown hero. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you know you wanted to like become a teacher and like work with kids? Like when did this... Uh like passion uh, brew? So um, growing up, I kind of um, was brought up in a low income school district, but ironically enough, I didn't live in those areas all the time. My mom and dad worked really hard to where we lived outside of the area, but I just transferred in because my parents were so comfortable to be in that neighborhood because it was predominantly like Spanish speaking parents, teachers were bilingual. And so I was always exposed to like, kind of like seeing like the different, um, inequities that are going on in this in the place and so I, I was in the GT programs which means gifted and talented so I was in those and I saw that there was a different treatment between those students who are usually like the AP or dual credit kids in high school are treated so much better than like other students and how different tracking systems start happening so when I got into college I was like a little mess where I didn't know what I wanted to do particularly I was in all these um college prep programs and they helped me get into college but they didn't necessarily help me find my passion and so I kind of just noticed that I've always gravitated since I was a kid like always gravitated to helping people out and wanting like to always help them and not focusing on myself and that's kind of where I kind of came about where I noticed that there was a lot of like mistreatment to children and like specifically for Spanish-speaking um, children so that's where I tend to focus more on and no behold like four or five years later like teaching still especially predominantly in um, title one low-income school districts so what i know you mentioned this earlier that you're looking at fourth through eighth grade students uh what grades have you taught in the past like what is, what have been some of the grades that you've taught i've taught sixth seventh and eighth and i have my certification teach from elementary um, all the way to eighth grade and i'm gonna work on my high school one i've taught sixth grade I would never recommend that to anyone. No, no, no. <laughs> sixth grade is a rough time for everybody. I guess like, yeah, the best way to describe it is like sixth graders are like chihuahuas. So like they're real, they think they're real big, but they're tiny. And then you try to come for them and they kind of start crying and freaking out. No, they don't. Oh my God. When I was a sixth grade teacher, it was like 
it was very much I would I spent a lot of my paycheck on like Lysol, um, Febreze. I bought like little packs of deodorant. I'm like, hey, feel free to take them. You put them in your backpack, take them to gym. But it's more the kids that wear their jackets all day. But it's like a security blanket for them because puberty starts hitting hard and then everyone starts wearing their jacket but they wear it for like a month straight without washing so your room towards the end of the day is real musty like oh yeah no, I, I never so you can breathe <laughs> yeah it's like i never i had to teach with the door open sometimes because i couldn't uh i've taught seventh grade and i predominantly mostly teach history and english but right now for the last couple years i've been teaching english so i've been teaching seventh grade english and I like seventh grade a lot just because they're like cats. It's like they leave you alone and they'll come to you when they want you. I make a lot of <laughs> make a lot of analogies with animals. But it's true, that's definitely seventh grade. They are very they just discover like psychologically they just discovered you're a person, so they're interested in you. But at the same time, they don't really want you around them twenty four seven. It's so it's a nice mix that I like. I don't know, I've really always enjoyed seventh grade, eighth graders. They're eighth graders, so they're they think they're bigger than everything. So it's like it's a hit or miss with eighth graders. Yeah, eighth grade was a weird time. Um, yeah, seventh grade. I don't remember. I don't remember. I feel like all I did seventh grade was just like listen to music every day and kind of just like stick to my own. Like I don't know. Like I don't remember. But I was a little grade. emo kid, and apparently I was a little emo kid. I listened to My Chemical Romance, and the only thing I can remember was I. <laughs> I bought those tickets, the corona better not ruin that for me. Wait, what, wait, can we talk about how like pop punk emo is kind of making a comeback? Or is it just like, um, okay. All Time Low's new album is fire. It's so oh my God. good. So one kid, I have a funny story with that. They were wearing a My Chemical Romance shirt, had the Welcome to the Block Parade. And I was like, hey, I like that band. And they're like, yeah, it's totally vintage. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> no. Excuse me, sir. And I was like, I was like, uh, and they were like, how do you know this band? I was like, they were a big band when I was in middle school. And they're like, oh, and they looked at me and they gave me that look where, girl, you old. I would have been <laughs> like, excuse me. I was like, get to class, get to class, walk down like, the hall. Cross this hallway. Like, no one needs you here. <laughs> so the pop punk scene, it's funny, because right now they're in their, God, I don't even know what they, uh, they listen to rap a lot. That's what my students have been listening to, rap and country. So I think it's a weird, cause they are in the South side. They're close to like the little country. So they listen to a lot of rap and a lot of country. And for, ironically, even though they are in the South side with like like 90 something percent Latino, they don't speak Spanish <laughs> for like 10% of them. So they don't listen to Spanish music. They think it's really weird. But yeah, like when I, I would play my music, like my middle school music, which is like the pop punk scene, um, they were like, Miss, this sounds so weird. What is this? And they get real angry. It's just a time of life. Like, I'm just going back through like all my old uh, pop punk music that I was listening to, and I'm just like, dang, like, I really had some emotional things to work through. <laughs> I know. I was like, I knew I had issues from an early age. I'm like, wow, I really need to talk to somebody. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, dang, who hurt you? <laughs> You're like, I know who, I know his name. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have some issues. <laughs> like, 
like, like looking out like that meme where it's like she's like looking out the window because she's in a music video and i'm just like i'm like why did we all go to that bitch? like <laughs> the my thing is that i was like, trying to explain to my students i'm like you know during back in the day like when we do those projects about technology or anything i was like you know this was the face and they're like what did y'all look like and i was like i'm not showing them pictures of me but granted i didn't have an awkward emo look face because my mom refused to I try to explain to them that everyone, because the way they know it is everyone covers their eye. Yeah. And I told them, I was like, yeah, like a lot of people only had one eye. And I was like, God, that would be terrible to try to like look back at those pictures now where you have a mullet and you have one eye showing. And I was like, thank you to my mother. Like shout out to Miss Olvera. I was like, my mama. The spider bites. Yes. They get infected. Because they're like, I swear everybody who got the spider bite and the because I wanted the, the gauges, the gauges, the, the gauges that need, that needed, but the uh, the car, the industrial one. Yeah. Everybody got that one. I was so I wanted that one so badly, but like I knew, like that would just like hurt everybody who I knew got one. It all got infected, so I was like, oh, I guess I avoided the train. No, I told my mom I was like, hey, can I have a lip piercing? Because I wanted to just have one. Cause I don't know why I decided to get brave and ask my mom, and she was like, "No, well, if you want a hole in your head, I could just put it for you." And I, afterwards, I was like the last that I ever asked her to be a part of that whole thing. It's terrible. Kids, um, yeah, kids nowadays don't have that awkward phase that we do. We did, like, you know, how, like just like, I think it's because when they have like YouTube, they just like skip it. Like, you know, yeah. everybody has like the awkward like thirteen year old trying to like figure out like, do I still mm -hmm. shop on my topic or my Hollister like. I know, I used to like mesh both of them together and be like, I wear like, like an AFI shirt with like my like Hollister cargo shorts and I'm just like, no, something's just not working. <laughs> like, no. This ain't it. I, I, <laughs> uh, no, the kids are, I don't know, they don't, they don't have that awkward phase. I think it's very rare if I see them with the awkward phase. I think by seventh grade, I confiscate a lot of makeup, mostly because I'll tell them a couple times. And then they'll have nice makeup too. I'm like, I, they have nicer makeup than I do. They have MAC and they have Urban Decay. They don't have like the little cheap makeup either. So I think that's really weird. I know yeah. the Elf or anything, they have like Rock Fenty Beauty. Like, yes, they did. I didn't know about Fenty until they told me. I'm like, can you even spell Anastasia Beverly Hills? <laughs> don't be to them, they can't. <laughs> They're, no. like, they're like, I know it has an A in it. <laughs> oh, my favorite was I was trying to figure out what goes first, concealer or foundation. And I was like, which one goes first? Which one do you put? When do you put con concealer? And one kid's like, Miss, are you serious? And I was like, what? And they're like, you put your foundation because that's uh, your foundation work. And then they started explaining what I do next. And I was like, stop talking to me like that. But I was like, but keep going so I can keep <laughs> writing down. <laughs> they're like, repeat that again. What was that? <laughs> What was that shade color again? That kid always did have great highlighters, though. The brightest thing in the room. Yeah, like, I like that. Some kids' highlighters brighter than most people's future. Speaking of technology, how are you using technology and stuff? Like, because I know you guys are all like teaching remote and stuff, but I know a lot of kids are like doing like the online class. like. How are they helping you guys uh, still connect with the students like through technology? So that has been such an interesting battle because you're having to 
depending on the school district, some schools it's like, oh, technology just happened like that. We've always been using it. Some schools it's like, well, we've never had computers. Now we have to give out computers. We have to like make Wi-Fi accessible. So it's been like real interesting to see how like specifically in San Antonio, how the, the whole like gap for education and technology has been trying to be filled. Um, for us, it's been kind of like, I've been having to teach teachers that are older who were so stuck in their ways. They're like, no, I'm gonna keep it this way. I've been doing it like this for years. And I'm like, that's great, but how are you gonna do that worksheet <laughs> this way on the computer? Or I would let them try it. And then of course the kids wouldn't do it because it's not engaging. It's nothing, you can't hold a kid um, accountable so much when they're at home because if it's not interesting to them, they're not gonna wanna do it. And so it's like adds layers to a battle. So a lot of what we've been doing, um, we've been doing like TikToks a lot. And so I'm, I'm that millennial who's totally against TikTok. And then I had to create a TikTok for an assignment because I'm, I'm all about like, I'm gonna model it, model it for you and then you do it next. And I created a TikTok to create the video. And let me tell you, um, mad props and shout out to everyone who does TikToks because that was the most difficult thing in the world. <laughs> And I had to understand the trends and the kids were explaining it to me. And I think I ended up doing um, that Drake song. The flip um, the the, switch. Is it the Tootsie Slide one or? Uh, I flipped the switch. Yeah. I don't know that one. <laughs> oh, they, just switch, like, they change outfits or something. Oh, 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 just like where they're changing. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I didn't get that trend and the kids had to explain it to me. And I was like, so that's what I do. And they're like, yeah, something different just happens. And I was like, oh. Okay, but yeah, the editing process, I didn't realize the amount of skill it takes kids to, it's yes. Struggle. It's a struggle. Like I used to hate video editing. Like mm -hmm. I would always avoid it. Like if they're like, oh, like let's do a video. I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. And now I'm like, I'll spend four hours editing a 50 second video. That's no problem at all. But yeah. it's, like if you guys go on my TikTok page and see where I started to like where I am today, it is day and night. <laughs> Yo, mine were rough. Like, I, like, I was like, I created like two videos. I'm done with that. Like, where I started in January to where I am now, and what month is this? May? Yo, day and night. It's like March 2nd. I don't know. I don't know what like, I'm Yeah, I was like, May something. May 4th. May the 4th be with you. And also with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but that's what we've been doing. And it's been real interesting because the kids have really liked that they have the option to. We give them options like you could type, you could write, because of course you have those kids that just want to type. They just want to get it over with. So they'll do that. Then we have the option of they can create a video, they could interview someone, they could draw a picture, they could create a TikTok or Instagram post. And it's been really funny because uh, just seeing how creative they get with it. So I just think that's, yeah, that's kind of like, that's like the bright side that came out of it. <laughs> that now teach how you at least offer that option where they can, like I feel like, uh, when we were coming through, like, it was very just, like, boy meets world. Like, it was very just, like, mm -hmm. this is the only way. And I feel like now, the thing I like, I like about, like, millennials and, like, our generation, like, they're now teaching. Like, we're offering so many more options to connect with different students. Like, I think it's so important. Like, especially if you grew up in that neighborhood or grew up in that area, you can relate to them on a different level versus, like, an outsider coming in who doesn't know how to talk to other kids or, like, relate to them in a certain way and you're trying to like you, but if you know the kids and you know the area, like you're able to connect and like find different and cool intuitive ways to make it relate to what they're going, what they're doing with every day. 
I think that's really important. Like the funds of knowledge, understanding like that kids come with something really important. Like they have information. They're not just empty little vessels that we're just filling them with. So I think like if you meet them where they're at and you stop looking at it like like it's beneath you, like that's how I feel about TikTok. And I'm not gonna lie, you spend an hour or two now scrolling every day on the different TikTok videos. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like uh, if you just listen to them, even give them a survey in the beginning of the year, asking them what they're interested in and then figure out a way to incorporate. I know some people like the older teachers or even like young teachers, some teachers in general think that's a waste of time but I feel like it goes a long way to helping them get engaged in your subject. Mm -hmm. How many times are they excited for English or reading? Especially math, God, I hated math. Because it's like, if you, especially like, if you're if you're using something to get them engaged, the better they're gonna do on that assignment. Not mm -hmm. saying you have to like, let them rule the class and rule the curriculum, but like, if you're trying to teach, I don't know, like uh, unhealthy like habits and you're talking about like, oh, who spends four hours watching a Netflix show or something, something that you know they can relate. And I feel like, that's teachers who like kind of met us where we were in different areas that I say like whether it was like an economics class I took or a whatever class teachers that tried to relate to us and kind of bring to meet us where we were that's mm -hmm. where we were the most engaged and where I felt we learned the most and they saw the better result out of it versus like just teaching at us and not really connecting with us. True true true. So what are some lessons about quarantine? What are some lessons that you've learned about yourself so far during this time? Um, so there's this kind of mentality in education where like right when you get in there when you're new and I experienced this a lot, I still experience it. It's like the older teachers are very like, you need to earn your time before you can move up. You need to teach like 10 plus years. Like there's this idea that like you have to like stay and do something before like earn your right to, to them. And I guess like coming out of this, I'm like, you know, I like, no, like I am a leader. Like I've been the one helping you with technology or I'm the one reaching out or things like that. Like I kind of see like you, there is no age to leadership. Like you don't have to like do so much time. I also feel like technology is growing really fast. You have to keep up with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think a lot of the teachers who, if they were so hesitant or very like avoidant of it, they're now seeing like, yeah, no, I really have to like brush up or whenever they offer those free trainings, I need to go. Uh, I think for me personally, um, I learned I really have no patience <laughs> when I was teaching older teachers. So I've been working with that. Um, I have patience for children because like, if they don't get it, I'm like, cool, you're a kid. There's reason, but adults, it's always been different. And that, I guess it's like, teachers tend to put so much of their life into teaching that whenever like you get out of the classroom, like with this whole thing, I was like, what do I do now with my day? I was like, I don't hear the weird little stories of kids and the ridiculous things because kids do random ridiculous things and you don't realize how much it fills your day and how much you look forward to it until it gets taken away. That's true. I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like that's something like, I feel like this time is also like to help people like kind of focus on what they want to do and kind of brings the why back into a picture because I feel like a lot of us just got into the routine of just doing stuff but we forgot why we're doing stuff and it, I feel like now that we've kind of been taken out of that we're like okay do I actually like teaching this subject or do I actually like doing the thing like exactly this way so it's kind of giving people the space to try things that are different and kind of create uh, take them out of the environment to do a like a inventory and do a reflection and be like okay like I actually don't like doing it like this I actually don't like doing that subject in this manner so I feel like it's giving people 
the space to kind of find new ways and kind of create new engagement, especially having to like connect and engage these students in a different way. Like you're now having to really think about it, like, okay, like if I just send this lesson plan like this, is anybody gonna really respond or do it? Kind of like, like you said, how you're using like give an option of videos or um, they can do a post, something that you know that they're engaged, that they're gonna really put their effort into it, especially when you can't be with them face to face. Yeah, and I feel, um, I was gonna say, like, it was just like, so, like, you could see things as a domino effect, what was gonna happen next, like, here in Texas, like, they canceled the STAR test, and we're like, oh, okay, that's our standardized test, and we were like, okay, so that was for years for students, like, oh, you have to pass the STAR test, like, this measures your worth kind of thing, where, like, they maybe they weren't directly saying that, but, like, the kids felt it, like, kids aren't dumb, like, they know that, like, everyone put such emphasis and like importance on this test that when they took it away the kids were like well now you can't tell me what to do and they rebelled like they definitely didn't do their work for a while i thought that was pretty crazy <laughs> the kids are like we don't have to do it like we don't have a star test like what are you gonna what are you gonna tell us to do and i was like damn kids are wilding out and so it was like for a few weeks teachers were so hesitant um to change up anything and then i like kind of started talking to them and i was like hey we don't have a star test like you could finally do the fun things you said you always wish you could do. And so like, it was weird. And then you kind of see like, and I don't want to like blame elementary teachers. Cause I don't know, like we started having this discussion in my class, but um, if like in elementary, they kind of like students kill their creativity. And it was like an article that we read in one of my classes, how creativity is actually killed in the classroom. And so like being in seventh grade, that's true. Like I always felt like it was such a struggle to try to get them to do such creative things. And so the things that we're doing now with the TikToks, the Instagram videos, the posts, like it's like some of the kids are like, I don't know what to do. Like, can you tell me what to do? Like, no, like you come up with it. And so it's really weird how like you can see a kid struggle and not even know like what means something to them. And so yeah, giving them the chance to even reflect is like really big right now. Cause that's so true. Cause I'm trying to think of like in elementary we had like, I feel like that was where I was like the most critical. Cause we had like art, we had music, we had like recess. And I feel like once you move into middle school, the mm -hmm. time's kind of taken out. Like, um, do we have art? I want to say I, I still had art in middle school, but that time to do like creative writing or something. I don't like that, that, that kind of time space and that frame, that little area was gone. And what else? Like you had gym, but I hated gym. Um, yeah, I didn't take it. I was really happy that I didn't have to take it because I was in band. What? Yes. I was like, I did, I did band, quote unquote, but <laughs> not really good. Uh, like, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I was like, middle school, pretty much there was like no space to do that creative outlet. Because I remember like when I was in elementary, I had chorus. So like after school, I had like choir and like all that. Um, and then we had like music class where we got to spend like 15 minutes of the class just like doing whatever we wanted to do. So I was like making mixes, like, like Oh, I think it'd be like a turkey country and I'm like, sir. Like doing some stuff. So I, that was like where like my love for like film, entertainment, like all that stuff came from. Um, <laughs> I thought it was really funny because like I would spend like, the first 15 minutes of class, like talking about like, did anybody flow? Like talking about like what was on TV, like for sure, it was like my little talk show. And the teacher kept moving me because she's like, okay, you can like, you've got to stop talking. So that's when like the birth of like me going to entertain, like all that stuff was kind of birthed there. And then by the time middle school came around, if it wasn't for me, like rushing home, watching uh, E! News or 
like something like that because like my parents always made a space to have that creative energy like a lot of people like they don't yeah like, they don't have like a, and like almost like a quiet place in their house or like a, an environment like that where they can just do whatever unless you kind of make it but i feel like in elementary it's kind of forced where they want you to communicate interact with like different people and like mm-hmm. do art and like kind of be active and do teamwork and stuff but yeah definitely like it gets killed like in middle school then high school comes and you have all these like groups and social things to do and you're like wait they're I like, like, like your future for your yeah they're like i forgot how to do this part so it's like you have you spend a freshman year just all awkward trying to figure it out then sophomore year comes around you kind of find it junior year you're too busy working on act sat and then senior <laughs> year you're like um i got applications to turn in so you're like friends are non-existent <laughs> that's how it goes kids (laughs) you're like subscribe here to hear how it goes yeah that's literally how it goes like you just Mm -hmm. get from middle school doing nothing i really thought middle school was like lizzie mcguire i'm kind of upset that it's not like i really thought middle school was maybe a lizzie mcguire you have your gordo you have your miranda you're all hanging out just like chilling out every day like you're waiting for it (laughs) i hate that's why i wanted to go into middle school i was like i hated middle school personally i was an awkward little emo kid that could not cover her eye with her hair because my mom said she would take out the eye if she ever saw it covered um but oh god i hated middle school and i was like no one should ever have to go through this torture so when i was deciding which grade to teach i was like i could do elementary but i was like uh kids man it's like uh, i don't know and then high school, I was like, you know, high school is cool, but I was like, they, by that point, when you're in high school, it's like, you kind of already know. And I think it's so sad like to say, like, as a teacher, like, you know where it's going to go unless like some kind of miracle happens where they have so many teachers that are so involved. Mm-hmm. Like you can kind of already like from, I guess, going from right now teaching in seventh grade, when I decided I was like, I'm going to be in middle school because I want to be that barrier that kind of keeps those kids that get lost, like keep them uplifted and go because mm-hmm. if they don't get in in middle school they're pretty much lost in high school because high school is kind of like cutthroat yeah because high school you have your like ap pre-ap and so it's they kind of already divide like mm-hmm. you enter to the of like who they think is gonna be like the it student or like whatever so like you said like it can the students they're like not as extroverted or quiet they can be really smart and quiet and like the teachers be like oh well they don't talk much like i don't really think they're worth investing in or uh, they don't come from like nobody from their neighborhood's ever gone off to like a school like UT or whatever uh, let's go more over here with Johnny Ray or whatever and so they kind of get lost in stuff so I think yeah like you said like that's so important for teachers to kind of see a person's potential and see their future and kind of guide them in the right direction versus being like ah, well We've never seen it done before with that type of student, so we're just kind of just putting to the side. Yeah, it happens a lot. It's pretty sad. Mm-mm. Just, uh, but other than that, other stuff. What have you been watching on Netflix or Hulu? <laughs> so a lot of my show recommendations come from the kids themselves when they come to my online tutoring. So right now, I'm watching All American and. Um, mostly because all the kids kept asking if I've seen All American, and I was like, <laughs> I've never seen it. And, and I started watching it, and I was like, oh, this show is actually addicting. And the kids will ask me like every day in tutoring, like, what episode are you on? Have you figured this out yet? And they're quizzing me on that. And what else was it? They told me to watch Bad Girls or something like that. Oh, I don't know. I've seen that. I've seen that. Good girls are, there's bad. I don't. I don't 
there's Bad Girls Club from way back. Oh, not that one. I was like, are they going back and watching Bad Girls? Because those videos are like popular on TikTok right now, which is really funny. Like, you're right doing the Bad Girls Club stuff. I was like, no, they better not be watching that. They cannot. Uh, uh, That's inappropriate and unallowed. I think it's called, called, called Good Girls. Yes, that one. They're watching that one and they were making me laugh because they're like, you need to watch this. What is wrong with you? I'm like, what? So I've been trying to catch up with those shows. Yeah. yeah I was like, yeah. Good. On Netflix. Hint the Five? Yeah, I watched that. It was a really good oh, show. So good. I'm, I need season two. I was like, I need season I need two. They told me to watch On Your Block, and I, I binged it all, and then I didn't like this last season. That's what everybody told me. They were like, watch it, because I haven't seen it. Everybody just keeps saying, like, you need to watch it, you need to watch it. And I'm like, okay, let me finish. Yeah, I was just like... And I'll get to it. But everybody's like, you're not going to like season three. And I'm like... Then why would I... You're telling me to watch something if, if it's not going to be good. What is it? One day at a time. They they're, they're no longer on Netflix, right? Yeah, they're on. Because uh, I'm trying to figure out where to watch that current yeah, season. It's what is that? It's like a, it's like another, but I know they're syndicated with, I think TV Land. So you, if you could don't watch it on that Pop TV is where they're on. If you don't watch it on Pop, I think they're syndicated on TV Land. I haven't, but I loved I loved that show Rita Moreno and. Um, all of them are so funny. I love all of them. What's your life? What other show? Um, Adder Banks, everybody keeps telling me to watch. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it either. I'm like, no, I, I pretty much watch like teenage shows because the kids tell me to, and I have no other understanding of what's going on in, in the world. Tiger King, I watched that. Okay, let me, let me say something. I have tried to watch Tiger King like four or five times. I thought I'd made it to episode four. But apparently, when I passed out and fell asleep the first nine times, or whatever I'm done, they, everybody says I've only made it to episode one. So, I mean, <laughs> like, I don't. I'd be like, oh, it's one of those things that are iconic, you need to watch. But really, it's like, I don't know. I feel like my head hurt and my brain was hurting at the end of it. Like, so I, oh, I tried. Like, like. <laughs> It's like I watched it because everyone like I kept seeing these little memes with this dude with which apparently is Joe Exotic with a mullet. And so I was like, what is this dude? Like who is he and why does he keep popping up on my timeline? And then eventually I saw it like a number one show on Netflix and I was like, huh, what is this documentary? And then I think I just watched it just because I feel like low-key when you're a middle school teacher or a high school teacher, you low-key love drama. You don't want to cause it, but you like watching. It's like, I, I, I hate being nosy and they're like. No, no, I know the tea. I like the, the admin likes to come to me and be like, so do you know what so-and-so and so-and-so is doing? I was like, oh yes, yes, I know what's going on there. And so because of that, like, I guess that's why I could get through the season. Cause I was like, this man is so dramatic. Like he's so crazy. And I was like, he is, um, what is it? How would you describe him? He's like. Queer hill, hillbilly chic. Yeah, it's he's got like an interesting. Yeah, he's like country meets hillbilly. It's like country. Hillbilly. It's like hey. Yeah. It's like are you? Yeah, I, yeah. It's just I try like it's like that meme that Bretman and Rock. And it's like I'm trying. I'm trying. I've only been at this for two, for two days. 
I tried multiple times because everybody's like, try it again, try it again. I was like, and then I texted people, I was like, okay, guys, I'm trying again. And they're like, oh yeah, you're gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna have to rough through it for the first few episodes. And I'm like, why are we all saying how we all are struggling to get, why are we watching this if we're all struggling? Why are we forcing ourselves to get through this? I don't know. It was just like, it's true. The episodes are really long. Like I would have preferred cutting them into 30 minutes because it's like multiple things are happening in one um, one episode. And so you're like, oh, did I finish this episode and go to the next one? That's what I was like, I know what you mean because I kept thinking we were done with the episode. But no, we were just on episode two and it kept switching from this thing to this thing to this thing. Literally. And I was like... There are so many things. There's like, I was like, it depends. I feel like it's one of those shows where if you have like a niche interest in something, it has it like, you like folks, cool, they got it. You like polyamory, we got it too. <laughs> I was like, like, are you hillbilly? But you also like gay, like we got it too. Like, like I was, cause um, that episode where that girl gets her arm bitten off or something. Yeah. It's like, I thought I was like, episode four they're like no you're still in episode one i was like are you kidding me like i thought we had moved on and then yeah i i can't maybe i'll get around to it like eventually but i would I've tried I would, a couple times so. but it's just not gonna happen there's better shows out there yeah uh, like i'm like i'm there's outer banks i heard ozark was good yeah. um that's what all I, the older honestly i'm on i'm going back and watching all like 80s 90s shows like boy meets world um my kids don't know what that is which is really sad like honestly these shows these days like dog with a blog why does a dog have blog and what do i design is that dog using <laughs> You're like, no i don't know it's so crazy like Disney Channel for them isn't doesn't mean anything to what Disney Channel means to us. It's like, and I keep telling them, I was like, I just want to be a Mr. Feeney. If I could be Mr. Feeney once, I will. Or when they ask me to move up to high school with them, I was like, you want me to Feeney you? And they're like, what? And, and I was like, that sounds inappropriate. Like, don't tell your parents. And just like, we just have quality entertainment. Like the stuff <laughs> that I'm seeing people watch now, I'm like, what is that? Like, uh, Oh, there was like another like weird show. There was like I don't want to say anymore because in case I work for Disney in the future, like they're gonna be like, uh, we heard you fashion our show. Yeah, There's some weird ones out there. You all, there are creative people out there. You guys just need to find them and hire them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but other than that, like in terms of yeah, in terms of music and stuff, I've been going back. So I've been going back to listening to like like old like two yeah two thousands and like. 90s music like uh, Third Eye Blind and uh, who else? Like Def Leppard, Two Princes. Like I've been going back listening to like old, like my old like collection, and it's like really been inspiring me. Now I'm like, I'm like, dang, like these were the hits and, and a little bit of Bad Bunny. We got Bad Bunny in here, so Bad Bunny along with the 80s, 90s hits. I was like, that album. I'm like, it's so disappointing that because of the quarantine and the whole pandemic, like his album, if you think about it, has not been like, no one's been bumping and grinding to it. And it's like, like, like that one where it's like, I want to go to the streets and dance the back. But now it's like, yo, same. I'm like, the minute quarantine is over, people are going to like, we need to blast his album in the streets. And, and Jay Baldwin came out with a new album, right? Yeah, um, I 
Flores, what was it? Flores? Yeah, I was like, his is, it's, can, okay, question, is he a singer or a rapper? Nobody's been able to answer this question for me. He is. Or is he an MC? Like, what category do we put him in? I think MC. I don't want to be wrong. No one comes. Like, I don't like because I'm like I'm like is he a singer? Because I've spent time like looking this up and I'm like he sings, but he. <laughs> I remember you asking this before, like a year ago. Like, and I keep asking because every like every time he's doing plastic that I'm like, so is he a rapper or like where do we put him? I... And nobody knows. Everybody's just like. Because I'm trying to think now. I'm like, I mean, like I don't know. Like that's true. He does like a thong. I mean. Like, cause even when they introduce him, I'm like, is he an MC? Like, how, like, how do we classify I'm ask him? At him. Like, I need to, I need to ask him. So I need to bring him on the show and ask him myself. I was like, he has a puppy that's cute. It's a golden retriever. Oh, his post with the puppy have been so good. Um, who else? Kylie's also been feeling herself. Like I her post. I don't support Kardashians. Yeah, I was like. Um, so we're gonna end you here. <laughs> I was like, I cannot. I was like, I'm gonna cancel you right there and be like, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna stop recording right now. Um, but yeah, um, any positive before we go? Any like positive advice you have for anybody to keep their spirits up or stay active during this time? Like, what is something you can tell? Like, Oh damn! Uh, something positive. Uh, Teacher Appreciation Week during March week of May fourth. So send your teachers gifts. Um, something positive to do. I guess I was always told to clean your closet or clean something, and it makes you feel better because an uncluttered house or whatever you live is an uncluttered mind. And I've been slowly doing that, so it has been helping. Don't adopt a dog all of a sudden because it won't make you feel better. <laughs> um, but I guess you can support and foster them. But I'm not sure. I mean, talk to your kids. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show today and talking to us. No problem. Thanks for having um, me. I was can, can people follow you or? Yeah. Um, I have two Instagrams. Because I have my teacher one and I have my regular one. <laughs> Because the kids kept follow, trying to follow me, so I had to create one for them to follow that I never really posted so much. So you can give us the teacher one, because in case your students listen to this episode, we don't want them to. They will not. Miss um, O. That's what it's pretty much called. Let me see. Let me see. How dare you ask this? Um, so it's like MS period underscore O-O-O-H. That's what they'll call me, because they can't say Olvera. These kids. I know. But that's well, thank you so much for coming today. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Colin. I was well behaved. I should be rewarded. Gold stickers. You did. You behaved. So you can definitely come back for season two. We will schedule that for you. People yeah. want it. The people want it. 